everyone, good afternoon. This is November the 6th, 2021. That's already going to be close to my birthday, Thanksgiving. No, my birthday is in February. But anyway, we're, we're broadcasting live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube with Miss Sissy Bird. She's running for county commissioner, precinct number four. And she, folks, you got to get to know her. She, she's a true, true uh, sweetheart. So uh, my, co my co-host, which is not a sweetheart, is Mr. Jesus Bautista. Hi, you, sir. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I mean, you, gentlemen, and Miss Susie Bird, lady. <laughs> Hi, Miss Bird. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm doing all right. How are the both of you doing? Oh, we're not too bad. Not for a Saturday afternoon. Nice. It's pretty it's decent outside the weather. It's not too bad. Yeah, it helps. Doing, it helps yeah, to be re retired or retarded, which is, which is in my case, I'm, I'm retired and retarded, so I can get up. Like, uh, you know, I get up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I think it's still morning. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know. And, and you must, I see you've been busy on Facebook. You, you had, had the Veterans Parade today, right? Yes, we did. It was downtown. It was a beautiful day for it. And then on the 11th, there's another one on the Northeast. Oh. I know you'll be part of that, right, ma'am? Yes, I am. Okay. So that's the great. initiative here, folks, is the first time we're watching this, is that me and Mr. Bautista, I've been doing this for, I want to say, maybe seven years. Uh, I was a former regional uh, coordinator for what's called Rev Up Texas. It's a nonpartisan uh, initiative to educate voters with disabilities to come out and vote, encourage them to come out and vote. But the most important thing is to have candidates come onto our platform, me and Mr. Bautista, and talk about their campaign in regard, not a debate style, I really don't. I think the debates are wasting time, in my opinion, because you know that's just going back and forth. You lose all the negativity, and it gets you know the words get lost in the negativity. What we do, we give the candidates either what they want, half an hour, an hour to come on board, talk about their highlights. We will emphasize points that we think are important, especially for people with disabilities. Uh, Ms. Bird, just to let you know, she's been a great proponent, advocate for individuals with disabilities. So for me, it's a great honor, Mr. Bautista, to have Ms. Bird on the show. But with that being said, Ms. Bird, can you just introduce yourself real quick, ma'am, please? Okay. My name is Dorothy Sissy M. Bird, and I am a candidate for El Paso County Commissioner Precinct 4. And this covers the Northeast and part of the West Side for as of today. <laughs> and also, today. I came. <laughs> and the reason why I say as of today, because they still have to vote on the redistricting maps. So, therefore, I know it will be a lot of the Northeast, but I don't know how much of the West Side either. Because with the two maps that they'll actually be voted, considering to vote on, because there were many more maps, but um, I don't know what smaller precincts will, it will actually cover. No, just from, like people like for me, I'm not that educated when it comes to stuff like that. How often do they do the redistricting? Is it every so often or? It's, it's actually, you know, a lot of the information is based on the consensus. So, okay. therefore, you look at it like every 10 years. 10 years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So, 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 as people know or don't know, uh, right now the sitting or the incumbent is Mr. Carl Carlson? Mr. Carl? No, his name is Carl Robinson. Carl Robinson. I Carl Robinson. Yeah, Mr. Carl Robinson. I do have a relationship with him when, I was, when he was on city council and uh, that gentleman. On purpose, uh, Ms. Burden, those who are watching, I don't really see the, I don't go back and read on, on the campaigns because I want you to tell us real time what's going on with your campaign and why you, Ms. Bird, 
uh, I'm pointing. That's a bad habit. Sorry about that. Uh, Why well, you would be a, a good candidate for precinct four, man? Well, first of all, it's because of my dedication to our community. I've been an advocate for many um, different causes. I go out here and I work in our community. The people in the community see me all the time, and it's because of my dedication to volunteering. I believe that I um, want to work for our community because I understand how they feel about different things. I understand what goes on in our community. But, you know, and there's nothing taken away from Carl Robinson, but it's more adding to our community. That's how come I decided to run. I think I can bring new ideas, especially a new face to um, County Commissioner's Court. And so, therefore, I want to be involved in making all the decisions that have to do with the Northeast and the West Side. What, well, uh, what uh, activities or actions are the, <clears throat> excuse me, is the commission responsible for them? You know, like the city council, they have certain things that they, that they have to, uh, uh, to go over. And how, how about the uh, commission? Well, County Commissioner's Court, a lot of people don't understand actually what they're supposed to be doing. They have to um, hold the elections and they have to make sure all the elections run correctly. They have to worry about the health department. And just like we just went through a pandemic. So, you know, our health department um, employees, they have truly been through some um, different areas that they have not experienced before because of the pandemic. We have to do with, deal with public safety and also the taxes. You know, that is a big thing as far as our community is concerned because all of us are concerned how much our um, taxes will go up for our, our, you know, for the schools and everything else that affects our, our property taxes and things. We have to worry about redistricting because that's why it's so important for them to be discussing and decide on the maps that we will be working on. And so, and plus the, the county commissioner's court is like, uh, um, you're, they're over the sheriff's department. So you have to worry about the jails. And the one thing that people, most people do not understand is the, the county has to work on the a balanced budget, not like the city. The city doesn't work with a balanced budget, a balanced budget, sorry. But the county does, and I'm glad so you brought you know, that you have up. To worry about the roads and, and different things like that, also, and that is the job of the county. And you know, people get confused when you talk about the county because you know you figure, well, we're El Paso, the city, but we're also El Paso, the county. So a lot of different programs are actually on the outskirts of the city, even though all of it's in included. Because just like with the police department, the police department falls under the city, but the sheriff department falls under the county. I think one of the, what, you have questions about police? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, one of the things, Ms. Um, Ms. Bird, that really impacts the, the rural county, and I know because when I was on the MPO steering committee, the Metropolitan Planning Organization, is that uh, uh, the, the transportation or lack of transportation how can you help address that issue? Well, you know, when, they, when the county votes, matter of fact, they just voted on uh, not too long ago to include new bus lines and buses like in Favens, because that's also a part of El Paso County. So therefore, you know, the buses and um, the roads, 
to give access to the buses. And the bad thing about the buses is that because of their new scheduling, a lot of people, especially out in those rural communities, have a harder time to come into the city of El Paso. So the county has to vote on all those different things and make sure that different um, bus lines are accessible to everyone. Do those bus lines uh, um, uh, come all the way to downtown El Paso, or, the, or, or do they have a limit of how far they can can travel into the city? Well, well, we know the bus lines is something else in itself. And what I mean by that is to get, for, for instance, I can only talk about the ones that I actually know. If you go from the northeast to downtown, you're going to catch two or three buses. Right. That's a oh. guarantee. So, you know, and that's the one thing that's, that's hard for the people here in El Paso. It's not like they're only catching one bus to go different places. They have to catch multiple buses. And I was going to say, and now they're charging for, you know, you, you take three buses, but you're, every time you transfer from one bus to the other, they're charging you $1.50 or something like that. Yes, they are. Each bus that you do ride, you will have to pay a fee. And, and it was kind of weird, for those who don't know, regarding the, the rural versus the urban, is that some, I'll give you an example. Someone with a disability that wants to travel, travel into El Paso, they would have literally have to take a bus, which is through a Project Bravo. I'm sorry, Project Amistad. Take a bus to within the city limits. Like a bus stop, and then and then go and then to like you say downtown, you know, via a different uh, bus. But I think just transportation is the biggest biggest barrier right now. I I do have to agree with you because, like I said, because you have to catch so many buses just to get one place, and because of the different schedules that they're working under now, it's even harder for people to say uh, go shopping or go to work or visit families, or even go to different activities that we have here in El Paso, because of the bus system schedule, it makes it even harder. And then you're adding on if you have to catch multiple buses. Um, so, so what are you right now? Um, I do hear a little bit of feedback, and I do apologize, so it's throwing me off. I hear in my ear. Um, what's the biggest um, what's the good word to use, challenge that you see for Northeast when it comes to the county? Well, I think the, the biggest challenge for the Northeast is to be acknowledged. And we've been saying that for many, many years because when um, different projects are, are started or come to the city, it seems like the Northeast forgotten for on a lot of it. And so therefore, when people look at the Northeast, they're thinking, oh, well, I don't have these stores over here. I don't have... Um, the stores that I want to go to. I don't want to go to these little convenience stores. I want a big store, a big restaurant where I could take my family. I want activities that I can do in the Northeast. So I think for a long time, the Northeast has been overlooked and other, other parts of El Paso is looked upon better. So I, I think, you know, even with the previous um, elected officials, everyone needs to understand the Northeast is not what they think it is. They think that, oh, well, the Northeast is, is not a good part of town, but they never have come here. 
people that are elected uh, are elected officials, they need to come to the Northeast, see how the Northeast is, see how the people are here. And then maybe that, that will make them understand why we need different things here in the Northeast and why the Northeast should always be considered for new projects. And you know, Miss Miss uh, Sissy, uh, uh, the the thing is, we were talking about the perception the other day, and that's so unfortunate that we have a percep perception as a community of the Northeast, just as what you explained. And I know that there's, there's that's not that's not what it is. I know people from over there, like yourself, and there's good good and bad in every any area that you go to, but we have the perception that just the Northeast. You are absolutely correct with that. And, you know, statistically, if you look at the FBI or even gang violence, it's mostly on the east or the west side and not the northeast. Yeah. But, you know, and, and people need to actually look that up. Don't believe me. Look it up. I remember when I went to the Sheriff's uh, uh, Citizens Academy, and that was one of the things that they pointed out where people misunderstand that the Northeast is this, the Northeast is that, but that's not true. The Northeast at times is no different than other parts of the city and crime is gonna happen wherever we live at because of people that want to do wrong. True. No matter where you that's live, very true. It, it could be West Side, East Side, that, that, that has, crime has no eyes or no, no, no limits to that, that's true. By the way, folks, Ms. Burgess to let you know, um, on the comments on Facebook, I put Ms. Bird's email and and uh, YouTube. I'm sorry, uh, uh, website, which is sissybird.com. Uh, if you want to, she just give her uh, why she's running on that website, which is accessible, by the way. I checked it out this morning, Ms. Bird, um, <laughs> and her email. Now, if someone wants to volunteer, because I know it's a grassroots or, um, effort here for you, Ms. Bird, um, how can they help you? What can they do? Well, right now, I would like to, I need help with getting signatures. I need help with getting the word out about me. I want people to learn who I am, not because I'm a candidate, but because I live in the Northeast. I care about this community. And like I said, if people want to know about me, go to my website, go to my Facebook page, go to my personal Facebook page, and you'll see how much I am involved in the community. And the reason why I am involved so much in the community, because a oh, long time ago, I realized that there are people that are worse off than me. So therefore, if I do something to help someone, then that person will be able to do something for someone else. Then that way you're like paving it forward. I know a, a lot of people have heard that term. So what it is is that if I can help you, you will help someone else. And all of us, let's face it, at times, we don't know what situation anybody is going through. So, therefore, we all need some kind of help at some time in our lives. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma Absolutely. And, and, and I think what's important for any candidate, any candidate, is to be, be engaged in the community so they know, understand. Like, I remember one time you were part of our discussion with Seth Mitchell, Ms. Bird, about uh, the raise increase. So, for, for me or anyone, I mean, common sense, I hope, is... For the candidate to, to be engaged with the community, to know what's going on, to know about whatever it is that impacts people in a particular area, and like how you said, like Mr. Mr. Bautista, you know, kind of also said perception, because perception right. is 
When I was younger, I'm not gonna lie. When I was younger, I remember the, don't go to Northeast. If you go, they're gonna shoot you. Or they're gonna do, there's a bunch of drug dealers. Or there's, and the thing that's, people need to understand that Northeast is a very uh, gross, uh, huge gross area in El Paso because as military, there's a lot of retired, there's a lot of, you know, so people need to understand that the Northeast is crucial for us too. And now, so with that being said, Ms. Bird, what can you bring to the table to make uh, Northeast better? And not really like bash Robinson, but what can you bring to the table regarding the benefits to, to, to vote for you? Well, first of all, in the meetings, I, my slogan is I will be visual to engage. And that I can promise. And the reason why that is my slogan is because when the meetings are going on, of course, they sit in the back up and everything for the meeting probably a couple of days before. It is for the county commissioner to read this back up. And with reading that, get good knowledge of what is going to be on, on the agenda for the next meeting. With doing that, you'll understand better what is going to be talked about in this meeting. I think that a county commissioner should prepare by reading this back up and be ready to ask questions if they don't know the answers. By being out in the community, you learn how your community actually want you to vote. Because after all, you are a representative of the community. You're not a representative for yourself. So if you don't get out there with the people in the community, stand with them, tan up carpets. I've come from work. I work a full-time job. I have came home from work, straight from work, to help a food bank pull up carpet. I wasn't dressed for it. I didn't want to do it, but I was asked. So I went straight over there, was pulling up carpet. And the reason why is because they had to have this carpet up so they can do this floor differently because the health department had said the rug could not be there. And the whole thing was this food bank was feeding about 150 to 200 families. So therefore, the ones in our community that could not depend on this food because of the, the food bank being closed, I said, oh, no, I'll be right there. I went and I helped. Candidates that, need to be out there in the community. And, and that, that information, Ms. Burke. That information that you just gave us uh, about, uh, you know, going straight to from work to to do that, uh, to remove that carpet. I think that, you know, the, that uh, the candidates or the commissioners have a responsibility to give that information to the to the public, especially to the people that live in that area. You know, there are people that that live in that area that might be wanting to come, come and help. You know, you know what I'm saying? And if you don't get that, you don't disseminate that information to the public then, you know, you're stuck with just a few people helping like yourself. And that's not fair. But the only thing is sometimes, you know, um, like I said, the on that situation, the health department was called and they said, well, if you want to feed these people in three days, this is what you have to do. Yeah. So, you know, at that for that incident, there was not enough time to let anyone know, oh, well, we need you to come out. So that's when you, uh, if you're involved in your community and you know other people out here, you will get on the phone and say, okay, I need you to come help me. We need this. We need this. And sometimes it depends on the situation. You may not have time to let someone know. So, therefore, you know, if you're accessible to your community, 
then you are accessible as a candidate. But I think right. the biggest thing is most candidates only get involved in the community and want to do a Kodak moment During when they're running yeah. or when someone is running to be reelected. All of a sudden, you see them. You see them doing stuff that they would not normally do. Even doing the flooding. If we have rain and stuff with the sandbags, you know, let's face it. I can't go out here and carry two bags of sand. It just ain't going to happen. <laughs> so therefore, you will not see me take a picture with two bags, two sandbags in each hand. It ain't going to happen because I can't do it. Now, I may walk back and forth with a couple of bags, but you will not see me taking a Kodak moment. So therefore, I think that's the biggest problem. Go, these candidates, be out there in your community. How in the world can you make right decisions, right choices that is a reflection of your community if you're not out there in the community? Yep. If, if anyone has any questions regarding that, folks, I tell you what. I mean, you're so right. And then, unfortunately, being in the position that me and Mr. Me, uh, me and Mr. Bautista regarding interviewing candidates, you're right. You see their Facebook, and all of a sudden they're feeding the homeless, or they're doing this, or they, which is that's part of the, I guess, a part of the the game, I guess you want to call it. But with you, Ms. Bird, folks, you got to do is look at her Facebook. I've seen it going back. I googled you the first time I we did an interview, and you want a you want a, um you want some um northeast uh, uh what was it a Hall of Fame. You, I, yes, I, 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 in 2019, I actually went into three Hall of Fames, and it was under volunteering. I am I was inducted into the El Paso Commission for Women Hall of Fame. Yes, I was inducted into the Democratic Party Hall of Fame, and I was inducted in the city's RSVP Hall of Fame. And and you know, then the pandemic hit into in 2020. So who knows what I would have done in 2020. But I still <laughs> right. went out there and volunteered. I still was out with um, people in my community. And as far as when I was saying about how um, I mean, I've won different awards and everything. But it's not about me having my name on the award. It's about me doing something in my community and doing it all the time. All of a sudden, like I said, you know, it, it's it's terrible when candidates all of a sudden you see them and the well, thing about even with our commissioners and our other elected officials we need to see you out there with us so you understand how i feel yeah and the, because, the reason i brought that up and i'm, I'm doing this on purpose the reason i brought that up about your 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 civic duty or your civic uh giving back to the community is to, to, to bring up a good point miss bird and for people that when we, when we interview other other candidates, like this is my own personal experience, is that you you didn't bring it up, you didn't say nothing. I've done this, I've done that, I want this, I want this. I brought it up, and what I say that is for me, and this is a personal com a comment. It's very irritating when I hear someone running for for candidate for for especially re-election. They're like, I my my office. I did this. No, you didn't. It's a we. It's a us thing. You did. It. You didn't do squat. You might have brought that idea, but it takes a team to make it. Like I say it takes a village, and that thing is very annoying when people say I, 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 or me, 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 me. Which is, this is not how it works. And that's the reason why I brought it up on purpose, Miss Miss uh, Bird. Is you didn't say it. You didn't say I want. You could have, and you have every right to do it. 
And you should be proud of that. Say, I did this, I won this, and you didn't. And what I'm trying to say is, we bring information to you folks. It's up to you how you want to vote. If you want to vote for this person, or that's totally up to you. But just make it under, you need to understand that there's discussion and there's action. Okay, when I say that is, someone that does talk and walk the walk, I believe them. Okay, so that's all I want to say. I'm not gonna, you know, especially you, Ms. Birdie, you, you walk the talk, hey, I, I, I respect and, and believe you. But when people don't walk and talk, the, the, what they say, you lose respect within the voters. The voters, do, that's how we're in the position that we are now, because a politician says, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And once they go into, into either county or city, boom, everything disappears. So, exactly. And then you don't see them in our community anymore either. You don't and, see them at the neighborhood meetings or a neighborhood anything. And, you know, and, and especially, you know, some of the um, commissioners, I could say this because I truly mean this. Some of the commissioners are really involved in their communities. And so, therefore, I want to be a commissioner that is involved in my community because I'm involved already in my community. And the reason why I understand, I have a good understanding of the community is because of a couple of things. First of all, yes, I've been married, but I've been a single parent. I've had, I've never been in military, but I had my son, ex-husband, my, my dad, my uncles have been in the military. So I understand a little bit about the military and that's how come I, I actually am a past president of American Legion here because I believe in supporting the military. I know what it is to be a grandmother helping your child to help their child. My daughter, I, I help with my um, grandson so she can go to college. I fully understand what that feels like. I am. I have five brothers. Now, I grew up with boys. I grew up being a tomboy, but that's okay. I know how to get out there and play football or whatever with my brothers, and that's what I grew up. So I know to look at something from the female side, but I also know to look at it from a male side. And therefore, you know, um, my grandson, actually I have one grandson that's by my daughter, but I gained another grandson because he grew up calling me grandma. When coming here with the military, you acquire family. I have acquired many, many people that I consider my family. I have new grandbabies that have, we're not sharing the same blood. But people need to realize, you can be my friend. I can call you my daughter. I can call you my son. You can call me mom. You can call me grandma. And we don't have to share one drop of blood. But the military teaches you that when I came here as a spouse with my children. So therefore, anybody in the community, it's okay that we don't have, we weren't born and raised in El Paso. But long as you are bedded in this community, my children graduated from Andrews High School, both of them. My grandchildren went to school here. Then they relocated before it was time to uh, graduate from high school. So therefore, I truly understand my community. Now, I know more about the Northeast than I do the West Side, but that doesn't mean that I don't know anything about the West Side. And I just think that as far as the commissioners and the city reps, they need to work together to for the betterment of our community because that's the only way 
we all going to make a difference. If we don't do something together, then we're falling apart. We're doing nothing then. How many years have you been in El Paso, Ms. Bird? Actually, the first time I came to El Paso, I came in 80, I think it was 87 with the military. We stayed two years, left, went to Germany, came back, went to Germany again, came back. And I have been permanently here since 1991. Oh, wow. What years. was it about El Paso that, that you decided that this... And I also have belonged to many, many organizations here. <clears throat> And I belong to many organizations here also. I think Mr. Bautista was asking, yeah, what was your no, question, Mr. Bautista? Yeah, well, what was it about El Paso that you decided that you wanted to settle here permanently? <laughs> First of all, from, craziness. From Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me explain that one. When, when I first came to El Paso, it was like, there is no way in the world I want to stay here. <laughs> the first month that I was here, it rained. It snowed and it hailed. I thought I thought that was a little bit much, even though I'm from New Jersey, but we ain't never had all that in one month. So as since I came back here so much with the military, I decided this was a good place for my children to graduate from high school from. So my my plan for me was at that time I, I was a single single parent. And I decided, well, I'm going to go ahead and buy me a house. I bought the house. But my plan was when my children graduated from high school, I was going to move. But then it got to the point where uh, I figured, why should I move? I might as well stay here. El Paso was finally growing on me. And I decided, you know what? I'm just going to stay here. And I figured I'd probably end up dying here. So, um, so then... You know, it, it was like this place, when I first, I felt it was good as any other place to live, but I don't feel that same way anymore. Now, I wouldn't want to move no place else. And even my mom, my when my dad died, oh, please don't let me get to crying. When my dad died, my mom, she used to visit me all the time here and in the summertime and in the winter. But when my dad died, um, I told my mom it was time for her to come here and stay here because she loved it here. Oh, so I asked her to leave the rest of the family and relocate here. And she did. My oh, mom was right. here for nine years and she passed away here. Okay. So oh, I'm about to cry. <laughs> sorry to hear that. I'm sorry. So, um, but no, even, you know, the, the reason I ask you this, Ms. Bird, is because. Uh, you know, a lot of people come to El Paso and have a, a, a like I said, a, a, a different perception of, of El Paso because they've, you know, it's a, it's a clean town. It's a town where people are very friendly, um, very diversity. And, but, you know, when I, I, I was up in the north, northern part of New Mexico when I got my education and I stayed up there for a while. When I came back to El Paso, I said, you know, home, sweet home, you know. Mm. It, it just El Paso just grows on you, you know. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then when I moved in, when I was in Dallas, yeah, 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 it does. So, Miss Byrne, let me ask you this this question before we leave. Uh, this is the, this is your, what do they call it? The elevator talk, their elevator speech. I just I forgot what they call it, but to tell the voters, because I know this is March, but folks, trust me, it's gonna come quick. You're gonna have Thanksgiving, you're gonna have Christmas, you're gonna have New Year's, and before you know it, boom, here comes. 
the the primaries in, in March. So it might, it's not too early. Trust me, it really isn't. And by the way, Ms. Bird, you're always welcome to come back. You know that. Uh, so tell people, well, first of all, how can someone contact you? Well, you can contact me through my Facebook page and my website. And it is actually um, Sissy Bird. Everything is sissybird.com for my website. It is Sissy Bird uh, for District 4 on Facebook. And it also, um, my email address is sissybird for district 4 at gmail.com. And I'm truly, truly asking for your help for um, to volunteer with my campaign. Um, if you want to do donations in kind or monetary donations, that's please is truly accepted. And also, I am trying to get signatures for um, for county commissioner. You have to have 500 signatures, or you pay a fee of $750 to be on the ballot. I would like to get the signatures, and the reason why is because if I can touch a person by talking to them or a volunteer talking to them about me and and they want to um, help by giving their signature. I think that's a better uh, platform for me for the simple fact that people know that I am truly out there in the community and I just want people to personally learn about me. Teach yourself about me. Learn to understand why I am running and what difference I want to make for you and me. Because whatever difference happens of me voting on different items, if I am elected, it affects all of us. Yeah. All of us, even even in other parts of Paso. And, and, and I don't know if you got your, uh, Mr. Bautista or Ms. Bird, we got our, our tax bill, uh, is this Wednesday, Thursday? I didn't look at mine. And sure enough, <laughs> that darn thing has raised, since I've been here six years, well, my wife's been here 40 years, but I've been here six years. Um, the bill, our taxes have gone up uh, close to $800. Now, mind you folks, you're like, oh, $800, that's just part of taxes and whatnot. But you have to understand this. Someone with a disability that, you know, unfortunately that me and Mr. Bautista had, had many discussions on, you know, thankfully I am fully employed and Mr. Bautista retired that, you know, if that, that's a fixed income. Or, or even right. elderly. You know, because Social Security right now, which is SSI, the max is 770. Okay, so you're paying close to $4,000 a month or $4,000 a year on, on your taxes. That's a big hit. So that's one thing, Ms. Bird, I hope you, you know, can't be changed overnight. I understand that. I know. Right. But stop or suppress the way the money is being spent or the taxes just keep going higher. And Now, also, which you might want to, you might have to educate me here, uh, Ms. Bird. What I understand, that tax bill that we get from this from the city or from the Texas from the housing. The, the, yeah, no, no, but the, the the agency. Forgot what it's called. It went blank. Sorry about that. Central appraisal. Central. Um, Central appraisal. All that money. I'm sorry. Central appraisal office. Yeah, yeah, yes, ma'am. That that money is is dispersed among different entities for example the county the city the emergency the like the umc and the so you know yes you get mad at the city oh darn it you're raising our taxes but like miss bird said the county is also involved in that too yes. so i hope you could you know address that miss bird you know when it comes to if you're hopefully you're, if you're voted in to address you know i know it can't be changed but at least suppress the spending where it can help us people that are low income because much of my friends, uh, unfortunately, 
people with disabilities are low income. And, exactly. Uh, and, and while they may not uh, own homes, they still pay the taxes for the yep. people who do own the homes. You know, they just the raise the, the rent up that goes up uh, along with the taxes. You know. Exactly. So, so Ms. Bird, uh, do you want to say anything before we go, Ms. Bird? Yes, I do it, about that. And just like, you know, recently um, we've had many talks about the fare for the buses. It's mm -hmm. a senior citizens and a lot of disabled um, community. And let's face it. A lot of people don't realize our disability community is growing. So therefore, we have to do more accommodations for them. And just like what I cannot stand is if a business is supposed to be accessible to someone with disability, it doesn't matter if, they're, uh, if they have a wheelchair or walk or whatever. It is supposed to be. But I think it, it will... Our community is losing out where a business is not. And therefore, people with disabilities, they can still spend their money where they want to. But if a store is preventing them from coming inside or a business, how can they spend their money in your establishment? So therefore, I, I think it's a shame where if a business is saying, oh, well, I'm working on it. They could be working on it for the next 10 years. <laughs> and and long as they say I'm working on it, it's good. But you know what? And another thing, and, and I've come to see this happen, the sidewalks. Yes. I no think sidewalks. we need to help with, with letting our community know what can be done. And the reason why I'm talking about sidewalks is, for instance, if you're in a wheelchair and a young man was in a wheelchair and came up to me, him and his dad, and I asked him, what took you so long from getting to the corner to where I was standing? And I, I, I can't tell you measurements, but I, you know, was a little bit down the block, but I was curious how come it took them so long. So me and the dad was talking and he was saying, because my son's wheelchair got stuck on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, what do you mean stuck in the, on the sidewalk? One sidewalk was up a little bit higher than the other. So when he came to go across it, the wheelchair's wheel got stuck. Now, if the dad wasn't with him, who knows how long it would have took him to get out of that where he was stuck in. Well, the Therefore, the I think that we should, we should work together with our community to try to figure out what to do about these sidewalks. I know that uh, it is the responsibility of the homeowner. But if you could educate the homeowner on telling them, oh, well, you could try for this um, grant or you could try through this um, organization to help fix that sidewalk, even if they had to pay half of it. At least well, they know that there's some money to help them fix it. Yes. And what are they, how, how that works real fast, folks. I'm glad you brought that up, Ms. Ms. Bird. And we, we didn't plan this, okay? But you're bringing up some great points. Uh, I'll tell you real quick. Um, when I was on the AAC, the, the advisory committee for the city, um, one of the things that's available, folks, anywhere in the county, or in the city, I'm sorry, the city. Uh, I don't know about the county. You might, you could probably help with that, Ms. Two, Ms. Bird. But in the city, there's two things, there's two mechanisms that can, that can help with, with sidewalks. Number one is called, it's, um, the on-demand program that one we fought for we were part of that initiative for five hundred thousand dollars to fix sidewalks and curbs and whatnot number two 
is what's called a CDBG funding, the, the Community Block Development Grant money. I uh, hope I said that right. Anyways, that's available to certain precincts or districts in the city. And, but see, that's where the problem is to uh, Ms. Ms. Bird is Dyer, Alameda, Montana, Dyer, Alameda, oh, Mesa are considered state highways. So sometimes the city right. has a hard time fixing it because, oh no, that's state. I'm like, really? You're gonna do that? You're gonna put, you know, and that's the bad thing about it that you said to educate the landowner as to, ooh, 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 what was that? Somebody fell or? No, <laughs> what it is is that the laptop is going dead and I need the plug. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a good thing. We, sorry, I mean, we're talking good. <laughs> That's funny. That, that means we're, we're doing that. We have a good conversation there, Ms. Bird. <laughs> uh, like I said, folks, by the way, while Ms. Bird is doing that, just look at the comments on Facebook. I put Mrs. Bird's email and and uh, and uh, you and uh, website, which is sissybird.com. Uh, check it out, folks. I mean, you, you could donate there. It gives you an email where you could volunteer if you want to help her out. Because a grass uh, grass grass root uh, initiative very hard. Um, oh. Before I forget, Ms. Bird, the signatures, do you have to live in your district to do that, right? You have to live in um, Precinct 4, which covers, uh, it, actually, it is 54 precincts. And, it, you know, a lot of people don't understand precincts because for a county commissioner, it's Precinct 4. But it is really 54 precincts in it because, like, say, for instance, at your house, I don't know what precinct you live in. I don't either. <laughs> what I I <laughs> Where I live in, my precinct is precinct four. So what happens is you have the area where your house is is called the precinct. For city council, the area in your you know the part of your area is called a district. Right. So for county commissioners, it's called precinct. And it covers 54. I just got to catch him to give me the plug. Smitty! <laughs> it's okay, ma'am. Well, well, the thing is, well, is this, like, uh, do you know what precinct you live in, Mr. Pulsies? I don't. I'm not going to lie to you. No, I live right no, here by, by Bel Air, so I'm not I, sure. I don't either. I just found the district. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to try to pretend. It might be. But I'm going to uh, go check. Now, I'm gonna, now I am. I am going to go check. Be That's right. So the next time I come on your show, I'm say, okay, what precinct you live in? <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I do want to say before we leave, uh, Ms. Bird, and to anyone, I want to say this to all candidates, and I want to say anyone that's listening that has a nonprofit or, or, or whatever. Folks, like Ms. Bird was saying, businesses that are not accessible, what happens is they lack the ability to have more income. Well, let, me, let me explain why. And Mr. Bautista, we've talked about this too. Matter of fact, me, me, me and Mr. Bautista back in the day, we had a group called citizenswithdisabilities.org you know, which, which addressed a lot of these issues. If a business is not accessible, guess what, folks? Believe it or not, we have small segments in, this, in the community like El Paso that we talk to each other. Like me and Mr. Bautista, we have other friends that are blind or have disability. We talk. We're like, oh, hey, that Applebee's on Yarbrough is accessible. What do you mean? Yeah, it has an accessible menu. Or the restaurant over here has an accessible restroom. Or the lunchbox in Montana is now accessible. So what happens? We start going there. And these other restaurants or businesses that don't, they're like, well, nobody comes in the wheelchair. Well, duh. They're not going to go because they know it's not accessible. Yeah. yeah. You know? 
But with that being said, I encourage, ooh, almost, almost ate the microphone there. I'm sorry, people, I'm blind, so I see to move around. Um, I encourage all campaigns, small or big, to make all their, number one, uh, make their, their rallies or, or events accessible. Number two, make the materials. This morning I got a, uh, my wife got a, we got a, um, a fundraising event for a certain candidate. I'm not gonna say who it was, and I'm not gonna go now, but they, it was inaccessible. I couldn't read it. But see, other, other, uh, other candidates have done that. When, when Veronica Carajal was running for, for city council, Wesley Lawrence, all these candidates, they put that little symbol, was called a QR code, on their, on their campaign. And that means a lot, but tell, ask Mr. Bautista. If that tells me, if that candidate has, takes the time to put that QR code, I'm gonna look at them, I'm gonna hear them out. Cause that means they took the time to make me feel inclusive. If they don't put that, hang on, I might even bother, I'm just throwing the trash. Okay, just let you know folks. But anyways, Ms. Bird, I know you're, you're, you come a long stride when it comes to the community, especially I know helping people with disabilities. So talking to you is talking to the choir. I'm talking to the people, the other people who are listening, the other candidates that I hope to come on board. By the way, programming note real quick. So uh, hopefully, cross our fingers, we'll have Art Fiedel, Art Fiedel the state rep, next Saturday. Saturday. After that, we'll have David Stout. Uh, he's the incumbent for district, or precinct two, I think so. Yeah, precinct two. Uh, I wonder if that's my precinct. Anyways, well, Ms. Bird, before we go, one more last chance, Mr. Bautista, before we go. Just want to thank Ms. Uh, Ms. Bird for uh, always being, you know, attentive to uh, to the, her public, her, her the residents in her area. I, I mean, I just have to give her a lot of um, uh, uh, respect for what she does. Um, she doesn't have to, and and you know, she says that she doesn't want to brag about it. So somebody in your campaign needs to needs mm -hmm. to let the people in your precinct know what you do because not everybody you know not everybody knows but we need to make them aware of it so please tell one of your campaign uh, uh, people to put those in, that information out there for it. there's nothing wrong with it you've done it it's not like you're you bragging for it. yeah about why things. not you deserve it Ms. Bird. heck yeah shoot Tell you when what, I was, if, I was, if I was a state champion and somebody said I was a state champion, I don't. There's no reason for me to 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 um, hold back and say, well, you know, I mean, uh, but but she's done a lot. She's and, and she deserves a lot of credit. And uh, and in in so doing, uh, I I hope that she gets elected because we do I need do, people yeah. like her. Miss Bird, by the way, before I forget, um, you know, we said to people to ask her. <clears throat> I, I need to put my some tile here at the house. Could you help me? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need some sandbags, Miss uh, Miss Bird. Oh, I think we lost Miss Bird. Did we lose her? I think she, we lost Miss Bird. Yeah, I think her battery died out. Has her, her batteries died Yeah, I think off. we lost Miss Bird. Okay, well Whoa. that's that's fine. We'll 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 see catch her the next time. I'm sure. Well, oh, thank you she so much. She came back. It's been an honor there she is. Here. She came back. All right, Ms. Bird. I thought we had lost you there for a second. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, folks, like I said, oh, um, when are the, the actual elections, Ms. Bird? The actual elections is in, in um, March. And the March. reason why it stayed in March is is because um, the governor signed the redistricting uh, maps before November the 15th. So that's how come that's a good thing that the dates didn't change. If okay. he had signed it after then, it would have been not until 
probably May. May, yeah. Oh, really? So, really. Yeah. So please, everyone, get out and vote. It doesn't matter which election it is, because just like we on um, November the second, we just had an election. I wonder how many people actually went and voted. Those um, they were so important that affects all of our lives. And you know, sometimes people need to stop thinking of only themselves. How is this affecting your grandparents? How is it affecting your parents? How is it affecting your children or your um, your sisters, um, you know, or brothers or nieces and nephews? We need to finally come together because there are so many laws lim- trying to limit what we can do. Mm-hmm. And and look at the voter suppression bills that have been passed. Yes, look at um, if you give someone some water standing in line to vote. That is their right to vote, but you're taking it away if if they're not able to stand in the line. So I could get a, a charge if I give them a glass of water or if they've been in line for, say, four hours, because some locations it has been like that. You yeah. can't give them a something to eat. Now, if I see an elderly person or any person looking like they need a glass of water or something, I'm going to get it for them. But now in the back of your head, it's like, oh, am I going to get a charge for giving them some water? What happened to us being human to each other? If mm-hmm. if you can't be human to each other, then what are we? What are we being to each other? So I think that that's why people need to get out and vote. We need to get out and vote for for the governors, for the, the county commissioners, city reps, anything. Show your show your right to vote by voting fine we may not get everything we want but we need to start somewhere and you know and it it upsets me when people say oh my vote don't count your vote does count because if, if you if a person can change a bill to say to keep all of us from voting and we need 11 votes for it to pass well we can't vote anymore mm-hmm. if That's 10 a- if 11 of y'all stayed home then what happened? Well, well look at look at the uh, look at um Congress. No, 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 no. What's his name? Um, I'm blank. Oh Lord. Uh, by the way, we're we're, all, we're we're talking with him to be on the show too. Uh, uh, Commissioner uh, Samuel He won by very like thirty people. I forgot what it was. Very small percentage. Small amount. Yeah, but I, but what you're saying about the November second? I think El Paso County. I saw twenty one thousand voted. Ouch. That's not very much for a county. 21,000. That's not very much. No, not at all. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and those, those, you know, it was eight of them, but different ones affected different people. Yes, what yeah. I mean by that, because like number seven and eight, now this is off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember here. Seven and eight was about property taxes. Say, for instance, if, if your spouse passed and you were getting a dis- uh, discount because of that spouse for yeah. uh, disabilities, for, um, being a certain age, um, when that person died, that spouse will not get those discounts. Yeah. There's, there was some that, that um, I think it was number three and four. It has something to do with when you, um, uh, when you're running for, to be a judge, they want to change the amount of years that you could, you could be a, a, a lawyer to be right. eligible. Those things are, 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 are against the young people who only been, say, like if you've been a judge, I mean, a lawyer for four years, you can run for it to be a judge. I believe I have the years right. 
Miss Bird, don't those all of those those actions that you're talking about, all of those things, they're all Republican. But if you don't get out and vote against them, then it's going to come into law. Right. And that's exactly what's happening even with our Congress. Look, you were just saying about a vote. Two people, two people have been holding back the the president's uh, agenda on trying to help the people. Two people, two, and they're de two Democrats uh, have been holding back. And so it does take one or two votes. Exactly. So, yep. you know, people need to realize that. <clears throat> that your vote does count. And, you know, and when you use that right, you are using your right to say, I want this this way. Now, we know everything is not going to go our way, but at least if you show some kind of support, then you'll try to get the ones elected who is in your corner, who have the same beliefs as you. But uh, if you don't do that, then it, you're saying, I don't care what happens. It's it's all about coming to the table and, 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 and discussing and, and, you know, working things out. And we, we've, we've gotten away from that. Well, that's upstairs. This is our opportunity to. That's why we have these shows to educate the voters to come yep. out and vote. You know, it's your choice. We want to vote exactly. for, but Miss Miss Bird. Thank you ahead. again, Miss Miss Bird. Mm -hmm. uh, we you know it's been a pleasure again, as always. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. I yes. truly enjoyed. Today was a great day. I I went to down there for downtown for the Veterans Day parade. On Wednesday, I'm going. I think it's Wednesday the eleventh. I'm going to be in the parade for the Northeast. Come out there and, and and just say hi. And if you have any questions, email them to me or text them to me. Or if you see me, ask me. But you know, but also if you ask me a hard question and I don't know the answer, give me a minute to find it, think about the answer for you. Okay, well, so, who's gonna win that? Who's gonna win the the, the Super Bowl? Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? There you go. Yeah. Eagles. <laughs> oh my God! Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> well, of course, before you know, we want to salute all the veterans. <laughs> We've had family in our members of our family that are veterans. Miss Bird, bless you for what you do to our for our community. And hopefully you'll be elected, folks. Like I said, oh, Marcus, and I also want to tell y'all something. But yes. because of the mayor, the current mayor that we have, and the current city council members, I am on a board that I just love to death. And that board is the Community community Real Mobility Authority Board. I just love it. I might got the, the words in the wrong place, but you got my meaning. I'm a little nervous now. <laughs> Look, I get nervous <laughs> at the end of this. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, even if you want to see me in action as far as on a board or something, go over there. Look at their website. It's the, it's all public. And, 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 and form your own opinion about me. And like I said, it's not taking anything away from all the other candidates. It's not taking anything away from the uh, current uh County Commissioner for Precinct 4, it's not taken away from any of them. It's adding me to represent you. And, and so, that's what I want to do. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, well, everyone, thank you, Ms. Bird, Mr. Bautista. We'll catch everyone next week, hopefully, and see you later. Bye. Bye-bye.